0: You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique alvarez
2: Clary. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? What do you mean? Did, um, did Caesar live here? Um, no. I didn't think so.
0: On 93.7 The Ticket and the theticketfm.com.
2: Welcome back into the happy hour. 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainer, Austin Orman with you. Update on the quick lane bowl, still 7-6. Minnesota just forced a turnover on downs. Uh, so obviously, Minnesota gets the ball back. Uh, Cole Kramer making his first start for the Gophers. They have the C for captain on his jersey. Um, I would imagine that in his first career start, this is the first time that he's wearing the C on his jersey as well. What do, you, what do you think of the uh, the outline, Bucky? I don't mind it. The teeth kind of freak me out a little bit.
0: They're so big and so yeah, prominent.
2: Yeah, they're so big and... Yeah, you, they're so bright, too.
0: Everything else is yellow. Yeah. Why do those... Why, if those would be yellow, it might fit better.
2: Yeah, but you don't want Bucky to have yellow teeth. You can't have Bucky with yellow teeth. It's just a helmet. So there you go. It's fine. Um. Anyway, back here in Lincoln, though, Nebraska basketball will face off against uh South Carolina State this Friday 6:30 p.m. kickoff from Pinnacle Bank Arena. This is the last non-conference game for Nebraska basketball prior to fully going into conference play where they'll face Indiana, Wisconsin and then Purdue in the next 3 of the 4 games. Let's talk about the hypothetical situation scenario Austin where they are 11 and 2 coming out of South Carolina State's game, right? Which I think, if if you were you know had to pick a side, that's the that's the direction you would go. Mm-hmm. Is that Nebraska basketball is eleven and two going into the new year? It, it, it that's that's exactly how you needed this to plan out this year. To so number one, maybe have a little more of a renewed confidence in Fred Hoiberg and his coaching ability, but then also just with this schedule, that's what you needed. You have the most experience. Excuse me. Uh, One of the most experienced teams in all the Big Ten Conference, right, on your roster. Maybe not the most talented, but the teams that you're supposed to win against and you're supposed to beat, you've beaten outside of maybe Minnesota. But then you answered that Mm -hmm. with beating two teams in Michigan State who probably you weren't the favorite in, and then also Kansas State on the road. It's a a really impressive mark if Nebraska is able to go 11-2 and coming out of this non-conference slate.
0: Because that would be... What? Not nah, subtract ten and one. Yeah, in non-conference. Yep, adequate. Yeah, acceptable. And, and, well, and, more and, than. And, and here's it, the thing. I mean, you know, one loss came to a top ten team in Crane.
2: Right you, now, the, the fashion doesn't look good. Right, right.
0: Yes. but yes, on its face, not great. You, you dive in, eh, okay, whatever you can move on. Nebraska in these these last you know four games before North Dakota, Creighton, Minnesota, mm-hmm. Michigan State, Kansas State. I said going in, that's going to tell me. What this team is for the rest of the year, I think there are a lot of Big Ten teams the caliber of Kansas State. Yeah, I really do. Nebraska will win its fair share of those games. Nebraska is also going to lose its fair share of those games. I I think we were talking before the show, and uh, Joey Brackett said, "What first four out
2: for Nebraska?" Yeah, Joey Joe Lenardi of ESPN has Nebraska listed first four out on his tournament projections.
0: And that's really where I fall with this team. It is absolutely not a surefire slam dunk NCA tournament team. Yeah. I think it's slightly better than your average NIT team, maybe slightly worse than what you would think of for your, your average NCA tournament team from the power five, yeah. of course, Nebraska's solid pretty much across the board. Nebraska's solid. You got to get rink masked back in the next 10 days. Really? I mm-hmm. think that's a vital importance to this team. And you have to find a way to to maybe tick those shooting numbers up just a little bit, especially from three. But Nebraska is going to have some games where it will be able to, to play sloppy Big Ten basketball and grind out wins. I still think there's a few more you know pretty games in this team where they're able to get into the the low to mid 80s and look pretty solid in doing it. But Nebraska is not so good that they're going to be favorites on the road against many teams. Yeah. They'll be favored at home by by possession or two at home most times, you know, maybe maybe 5 to 7 points. But I think that that first four out, last four in range is where we'll see Nebraska all year. This team still frustrates me because I don't think it's good enough to to pull away, you know, and leave no doubt that it's a yeah. tournament team, but it's also not bad enough to sink so far that you completely write the postseason hopes off. I think hmm. Nebraska fans are in for a long couple few months here of yeah. what is this team? Do they make it?
2: Well, and, and that's a good point. Maybe part of that is because of the experience, right? We always talk about on a smaller on a smaller scale of like in the middle of a game, are they able to stop the runs? Well, mm-hmm. how about this on, on a larger scale in the in the middle of a season, are they able to stop the droughts? Are mm-hmm. they able to stop the the three game losing streaks and the two game losing streaks? And maybe steal a game when they just need it. They just need a game. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to figure it out, right? Nebraska, by the way, right now. Is one of three Big Ten conference teams with double digit wins overall. They they join Ohio State and Purdue as the other two teams who are uh, who all have, oh, have do, excuse me who have double digit wins this season. Nebraska, as we mentioned, is gonna gonna probably be okay against South Carolina State on on Friday. South Carolina State is a a team that um let me see if I can figure this out real quick four and ten on the season, South Carolina mm-hmm. state four and 10 overall uh, coming into Lincoln. You would hope that with or without rink mass, you're able to win that game. And, and they showed a little mm-hmm. bit. And this is what Gino says. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Isn't that the real question though? How many of those 11 are actual real wins? Two of them and two absolute egg lays at Creighton in Minnesota. Got to quit the egg lays for me to have any renewed confidence. If I ever had any. Now, what I would say to that Gino is, maybe not have such a high bar for what gives you renewed confidence. And what I mean by that is you don't need a statement win against a top 10 program to maybe get some renewed confidence. Look at last last game against North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Nebraska was playing like garbage. They were playing like garbage. steaming pile of it. Yeah, it was bad. And in so many years before they would have folded over being down by 14 at one point in the second half. They would have folded. I think they were actually down by 17 at one point in the second half. I, cause I'm 15 sure, or 17. Yeah. Cause yeah. I'm pretty sure they hit a three to, to extend their lead to even more than 14. But nonetheless, Nebraska was, in years past, would have folded quicker than ever. Mm-hmm. This year, and CJ Wiltshire actually admitted that in the post-game press conference, in fact. But now this year, that goes back to that experience. And what you hope you can, you can kind of change from previous seasons is with experience, you have somebody that you can kind of lean on. Normally, maybe that would have been rink mass. They were without rink mass. And yes, they they still found a way to do it. To get it done, you had six guys in double figures. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the balance is is better than probably ever before under Fred Hoiberg. The rebounding has been better than ever before under Fred Hoiberg. The free throw shooting has been as well. Uh, it doesn't matter who you're playing, whether you're playing mm-hmm. the, uh, the fifth team in the country or an unranked team, it, it, free throws are free throws.
0: Three point shooting has been yes. better, not elite, but
2: yeah, better. So, so what I I guess what I would say to that, Gino, is is you're right, right? They they have you know. They got blown out to, to to Creighton, and then they also should have probably won against Minnesota on the road. So I get where you're coming from 100%. Now, I would also add in saying don't force it to be such a high bar for what gives you maybe a little bit of confidence or optimism in what this team can do. Because guess what? I got a little bit of confidence and optimism once they responded from those two games where they laid an egg and they were able to defeat some guys and defeat some some better programs. They didn't have to play a South Carolina State and North Dakota after those two games. They got right back into it mm-hmm. with Michigan State at home, who bludgeoned uh who bludgeoned Baylor their next their next game out. And then they went on the road to another power five institution and was able to win pretty comfortably there.
0: And didn't look like what Nebraska has done in years past, right? Nebraska no. made Kansas State look like Nebraska has looked in years past. I'll, I'll say this too. Don't underrate the Duquesne win. Yep. Duquesne is a solid team right now. Again, it's still early enough in the season, but we're getting to the point where I'm willing to buy into some of these numbers even more. Duquesne's number 90, at Ken Pomeroy. Mm -hmm. That's pretty solid. Who's around them. Missouri tournament team last year, Oklahoma state up and down kind of program. You look at um, Minnesota, just a few spots ahead of Duquesne. So no, Duquesne wouldn't be a great power five team, but they're enough of a challenge. You look at Kansas state who again, LSU, not great. But Kansas State went down there and smacked LSU. Yeah, you know, beat Villanova, who's up and down. But Kansas State's played some good teams. I would say that that Duquesne win is going to pick up some steam. I think Kansas State will be a factor uh, to some degree in the Big Twelve, probably more spoiler than anything. And even the Oregon State win, Oregon State's not good. We saw that, mm-hmm. but at least Nebraska scheduled that game and won it. Right, they'll get a little bit of props for it. Yeah, but that's where the next you know month really, I think, determines a lot. Indiana coming home find a way to beat him i don't believe in wisconsin if rink mast is healthy i really like that matchup for nebraska i do i'm yeah. just not a believer in wisconsin you get purdue at home you get a do-over from last year when you had number one mm-hmm. purdue number four purdue top five yeah. purdue case, on the absolute ropes hit the
2: big three mm-hmm. and guess what guess what is a big difference maker in that game free throws mm-hmm. you, you did not hit free throws no. in that game against the boilmakers last year so once again looking at the numbers they're hitting the free throws way better and they've iced a couple games by doing so right so you get
0: through indiana wisconsin purdue to me though nick the last two-thirds of january is where nebraska can make some hay there's going to be some important games iowa is not vintage iowa no Iowa's not great this year you go to rutgers a place that you won last year rutgers isn't quite what they have been yeah. the last few years under Pikel. northwestern that's the day the the 94 uh, Big 8 Tournament champions mm-hmm. teams comes back and be an emotionally charged building. Yeah. They rate out about the same as Nebraska. Not quite as good as they were last year. Still definitely solid. Ohio State's a team I've got my eye on. Talented yeah. across the board. Have they gelled? Have they come together? And then Maryland, yep. who just went on the road. That's and- good. No, they smacked UCLA. Well, well
2: they smacked UCLA, yeah. but not the same not a typical Maryland team. Not the Bruno Fernando's, not the okay, and see,
0: that's funny because I think those weren't the typical Maryland teams. Wow. We think of Maryland as this big basketball power because it's a basketball school. Yeah. Maryland has been what it's been for well mm-hmm. most of the last decade. Yeah. Like Maryland's solid, but Nebraska's given Maryland some good games, won its fair share of games in that series. Yeah. I'm not scared of Maryland. So yeah. I think that that stretch of Iowa, Rutgers, Northwestern, Ohio State, Maryland, before we get Wisconsin at home then to start February, I think that's a huge stretch for this team at the end of the month.
2: I would also say this to Husker fans, right? When you look at the times of what when Nebraska's games are, like tip-offs times, be okay with the 8 p.m. tip-offs mm-hmm. or be, because good teams play at 8 p.m. The, the best teams in the conference play at 8 p.m. Um, the pinnacle bank arena is, is much more charged,
0: <laughs> much better at eight than six. Yeah, at,
2: at eight <laughs> o'clock than a live or a late arriving crowd at six, right? So, you look at Nebraska in the conference, like Indiana and Purdue, both 8 p.m. kick or eight not kickoffs, 8 p.m. Uh, tip off times. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin's a weekend game at 1 p.m. But I'm saying that because of, of two things, right? Indiana is going to give you an opportunity to get off of work. We'll do whatever you want to do. Get downtown to the Haymarket, relax, Mm -hmm. right? But then also, that's one reason is that the crowd has plenty of time to show up. Second off, everybody can watch you. Every single person in the country can watch you Mm -hmm. because you are going to be in prime time. Well, not necessarily prime time, but 8 p.m., right? You are the nightcap. Mm -hmm. You have an opportunity against a Mike Woodson and Indiana team that that took Kansas to the ropes Mm -hmm. at home. And then the number one team in the country at this time, Purdue, you have an opportunity to showcase to the whole country about why you deserve to be in the NCAA tournament. Not that you can't do that at 6 p.m., but if you're at 6 p.m., there's a lot less likely of a chance of maybe somebody finding you Mm -hmm. than at 8 p.m., right? Uh, So let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll cross things over, get you ready for on the block. Maybe we'll wrap it up with a little more Husker basketball conversation. A huge thanks to Austin for hanging out with me these last two hours or so. Uh, update on the quick lane bowl, still seven to six. Uh, it looks like the the Minnesota quarterback just got engaged because they keep showing his fiance about every single Cole Kramer. So, And he just made a nice run. Oh, got lit up at the end there, but uh, he seems to be okay. So let's go ahead and take a break. We'll uh, wrap up the show and prepare you for On the Block with Strick and Austin coming up next right here, 93.7 The Ticket.
0: Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of The Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com